Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for joining us in, the, in this podcast uh, today. Lisa and I are having a conversation uh, with you, with one another, uh, around the topic and idea and concept and category of lingering. Uh, and we'll get into what we mean by that, but specifically uh, lingering in the discomfort. Uh, and as we start this podcast, uh, we just wanted to let you know that we had a last-minute cancellation for our marriage story intensive that's coming up at the end of this month, September 2023, uh, September 29th through October 1st. It's a three-day marriage story intensive that Lisa and I do with Dr. Dan and Becky Allender, and we host eight couples for three days, and we just wanted to let you know of that opportunity and check it out on the on our website, thereconnectinstitute.com, if you would like more info and would possibly like to join us. So we did want to let you know about that. Mm-hmm. It That's, is it is called an intensive, and it, it is. is intense, it but is we intense. do have a lot of fun, and we laugh, mm-hmm. and we eat good food, and mm-hmm. we'd love to have you join us. Yeah, so check it out. We also have one in March of 2024 that is open now, and some spaces available for that as well. So lingering, uh, what, what do we mean by that? We will get into that. Uh, what does it actually look like relationally? We'll talk about that, and then we ho- hope to offer you some uh, ways of engaging one another uh, relationally uh, when we feel a bit stuck or unsure of what to do or how to respond. Uh, it's, a, it's a common, what we would say, struggle for us to stay present uh, to one another uh, when we might have difficulty understanding or uh, relating or feeling a sense of futility, uh, meaning helplessness, like we don't know what to do. We just, we can't do anything about it. It's a common, uh, I would say, experience for us in our marriage. It's common for the couples that I work with therapeutically when one of them can't really take away the pain, the hurt, the discomfort, uh, whatever it is the other is experiencing, uh, when we can't do something about it, uh, our, our natural instinct at times can be one uh, of a couple different responses. And one of those is we might tend to check out, we might tend to leave, we might tend to uh, literally run. Uh, because again, we feel helpless, we don't know what to do. And the second one is we often uh, will try to do something about it. And that is a a common struggle for couples in those moments. Mm-hmm. I I really resonate with when I was thinking about this topic of lingering, that the most difficult times for me is when I'm either angry or hurt. Um, I think those are the two that really stand out to me when I'm really angry and I'm really hurt. And I think- I, those, Are you talking about at me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> at you, with you, you know, or, or it could be someone else, but yeah, with you. And then I think those four responses of fight- fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, you know, well, maybe not fawn, but um, those kind of come to my mind. Like, I, I just want to flee, hmm. um, usually because that's my the, what I usually go to. But others might freeze or mm-hmm. fight or... Um, we might fawn as well, fawn being just making sure the other's okay. That's what I mean by that. Right, although that mm-hmm. might feel more like lingering. So lingering isn't, isn't necessarily something that I want to do when I feel hurt or I feel angry. Hmm. Um, or misunderstood, which kind of goes into those categories. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think sometimes what we're maybe uh, also talking about is when our 
uh, spouse partner is feeling something or experiencing something that that also might not have to do sometimes with us with the, with one another. There's a situation maybe at work, or there's a situation with a family member, or a job, child, whatever it might be. Yes, sometimes it's between us, and sometimes it's not. But we often have a similar response. We want to do something about it, and we've we've said this in different ways in previous podcasts. Is that the the natural instinct desire we have to help? We we want to be on. We want to honor. We want to be kind to. We want to bless.、Um, but when you, Lisa, when she's mad at me or hurt. Uh, it is really difficult to move toward, and that's what we mean by lingering, staying present. Just linger. Think of the idea. They used to have signs right around businesses and、uh, other like restaurant or outside. It might say no loitering. Well, we we actually are encouraging us to loiter. We're the idea of lingering and loitering. I love that imagery because it, it is actually an invitation to move toward, to stay present, to not run. To not hide, to not flee, to not blame, to not judge, but it is so difficult to do that.、Mm-hmm. And as I think about how it's impacted us as、mm-hmm. we've begun to practice this a little bit more, I think it really builds resilience. And it's—I think it's one of those. I don't know if it's simple, but it's、uh, you know sort of a small way that we can begin to shift in some patterns and to build some resilience. I think between us.、Mm. Um. Because, you know, if if my first defense is to flee, then I never get to, we never finish that discussion. Or if my or if I'm going to flee because I'm hurt or you're hurt, then、um, we never attend to the other. You、mm-hmm. know, or you know, there's so many examples of it, and we we miss that really that sweet spot, that vulnerable spot that kind of comes after the heat of the you know the anger、mm-hmm. or the The sharing, maybe it's a thematic sh- sharing that. Oh my gosh, I'm going through this again, you know. And I know it comes up for us a lot of times when I'm talking about my loneliness again. And it, I know there's a theme of like, oh, here we go again. And it's hard to stay present because it's like, oh, I know how this is going to go. And we all have our areas that we 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 kind of know how it's going to play out. And to stay in it for that extra Couple of minutes. It's not it doesn't have to be long, but really, just a couple of minutes can really shift and change that pattern between mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Changes、so、my, the energy between. It, us. it does.、Uh, so yesterday, it's a beautiful morning、uh, here on our farm, and we're sitting on the back porch. We're having what we would say our ritual is a, a cup of coffee. Looking, the sun had just come up. Beautiful moment. There's a nice mountain in the background, and. Uh, you were. It sounds we, idyllic. <laughs> it does. <laughs> can I paint it anymore? Everybody's、um, at peace, right? <laughs> the dogs at our feet.、Uh, it's quiet. It's a sweet. I would just say it's a sweet moment. And yet,、uh, sometimes in our mornings, they might be the morning is not. I wouldn't say often, but sometimes difficult for you. Is that fair? It's hard. It's one of the harder parts. It's one of the harder days, parts、sometimes. of your days because. Do you want to put a few words to that? Um. I don't know. I I think sometimes I can can wake up with anxiety or just、mm-hmm. kind of like, what's the day going to look like?、Yeah. And、um, especially when I'm an extrovert and I don't have a lot of yeah people. I mean, interactions it's it's in kind of、day. four words. It's kind of four <laughs> words. Where are the people? <laughs> I mean, that's at a, at a at a core. That's essentially it. Can we say、right. that? That I'm, I'm learning to you, adjust, but it's,、right. it's sometimes it's kind of a shocker. Like, okay,、right. yeah. We, we. I mean, some of you know this that are listening. We moved from the city to the country. And it in my world, this 
I, it, it, it's too easy to just say it's perfect. I'll just say it's good. And, and part of the struggle for us is not that it's a trade, but we did make a trade. You, you were more okay in the city than I was. Now I would say I'm more okay than you are in where we live. And uh, that has been hard. That has been difficult, especially when sometimes you might wake up with that question of where are the people. And, uh, and, and I'm, I mean, in my, in my experience of waking up with you, uh, there's just a sense of uh, contentment, enjoyment. Like we don't have our children in our home any longer. I, we love our children, but we also spent 33 years raising children. And so we, we had like in my world and the way in which it's, it's playing itself out is it's good. And so what we hope you can hear in this is the difference. And the difference is that Lisa might, you might wake up a bit lonely, a bit um, long. There's a longing, there's a longing for others. And Sometimes here's what's happened for us is sometimes I have taken that personally. I have taken that as a mm, almost attributing it to me that you would rather be with someone else than with me. Now, I know that isn't true. Cognitively, I know that's not true, but right brain takes over in that moment. And sometimes I go offline, I can get upset, I can get bothered. And why am I, if you are with the two of us and you start to notice my body language, I get a little agitated, I get a little irritated. What is that about? Well, what that what that's about is often it's connected to a sense of futility again. I can't do anything about it. I can't in this very moment invite twelve people over and we have a brunch and et cetera, et cetera. Hey, you hey. could. <laughs> <laughs> but but the idea of futility, where when we when we feel helpless around what our spouse is experiencing, we can feel and become a bit agitated, irritated, bothered uh, because it's out of I, I I can't do anything about this now. Here, here at the, at the core is where um, marriages struggle. Is that it's natural to want to do something about the other's pain. It's natural. We really want. I, I, we've said that numerous times, and we'll keep saying it. And yet, there is nothing in that moment that we can do. So, what is what is it that we can do? We can be. We are a human being. We are not a human doing. And yet, our our often our go to is to try to do something about it. So. There are countless stories and examples of times working with couples where that has been my quote unquote intervention is that your wife, your husband longs for you to linger, longs for you to be present, stay present because in the staying present, that is what is offers comfort and that is what offers reassurance. And yet it doesn't feel like it's enough. It doesn't actually feel like it makes a difference. So lingering is, is a muscle memory. It is not something that we naturally do, especially when we can't do something about it. Uh, but lingering is a, is a proactive, staying present. I have to talk myself and remind myself in that very moment, stay present, stay present. This is not a reflection of you, this Steve. This is not a reflection of your failure, what you've done wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Lisa needs me to stay present. Now that, that has taken us a long, a long time. time. Yeah. And that is not meant to be disheartening. It's not meant to be discouraging. It's meant to say, hey, we have been in and we are still in this with you. For those of you listening, the process of staying present and lingering is a developmental muscle. It's a relational developmental muscle. Mm -hmm. And I think it just, it can sound so simple. And <sighs> so like, it, yeah. how can that, you know, teeny tiny thing make a big difference? But I... I don't know. One of the privileges of doing our marriage intensives is that we have begun to um, take those couples that have come and formed a um, 
a group on Zoom, and yeah. so we we meet with them. And we do, call it the marriage story group. It's like a yeah a group we meet monthly, and it is such a common theme um, with couples because, especially in our moments of getting triggered or our moments when we're in pain, it's just not. Um, it's not our nature to mm-hmm. to want to stay there, and yet you can hear the longing as the couples are sharing. There's just this thematic longing. Can you just stay with me in this? Can you just hear me mm-hmm. out? Can you? I know it's one more time. Or, um, and, and there's just such power in the other's presence, and and it just and it, see, it sounds so simple, and yet it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think there's other parts of it too that come along with it. I think um, we've been talking about you know awareness a lot in our podcasts, and and so I think being aware of our triggers, being aware of I know for Steve, like as he's become more and more aware of the fact that when I maybe talk about my loneliness, then he knows that he might get activated because, you know, his parents were not available. And so that whole thing, as as we become more and more aware, then it, it makes us able to maybe shift the pattern a mm-hmm. tiny bit. And mm-hmm. there there is room to maybe linger. And one minute lingering can lead to two minute lingering and three minutes, just like mm-hmm. exercising a muscle. We We just do a little bit. It's a little heavier each time and a little mm-hmm. bit longer. And really, it, it doesn't have to be a long time. Mm-hmm. Two or three or four or five mm-hmm. minutes can really begin to shift how we pay attention to one another mm-hmm. and the healing that can occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes we have this internal dialogue script or belief that what we're feeling uh, is off limits or wrong even. Uh, I mean, uh, for those of you listening, there's, there are countless examples of, of something like what we're talking about where they come up. You know, one of you maybe comes home later than expected, you know, 20 minutes late, 30 minutes later. You thought he or she was going to come home at 6, and they got home at 6.30. And so the one that is at home is a bit frustrated, maybe a little bit irritated, a little bit bothered. Okay, so now what? Meaning, uh, what does lingering literally look like in those moments? Because our natural instinct is to defend ourselves. He or she might say, well, you're, you're late. Like, I thought you were coming home at 6, and you're home at 6.30, and I mean, many of us can relate to this. We, what's the initial response? We become defensive. What are you talking about? It was just, I, I couldn't get out of work. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? It's no big deal. I'm home, aren't I? I mean, it's Yeah, let's, kind just, of, let's just go eat. Let's, let's just let's move do, on through you know, the night. Move on. So what does lingering look like in those kind of everyday moments? Lingering looks like this and sounds like this. It says something like, oh yeah, shoot, I can see you're really upset and frustrated. Help me understand what that's about. I love that phrase. We love that phrase. Help me to understand because it's invitational. It's collaborative. It's engaging. It's curious. So it's, again, I hope you can hear that's not always a natural response that we have to move toward the other when the other is upset at you, mad at you, angry with you, hurt by you, frustrated with you, to move toward it with curiosity, to move toward it with understanding rather than a defensive response. Because the moment I become defensive, the moment Lisa says, you're late, when I say, what are you talking about? It's no big deal. She's out. She's done. There's no further engagement. And I think for a lot of us, that's where we struggle, is it's in these everyday moments. You said you were going to stop by and pick up X, Y, or Z. You didn't. I'm a little bit bothered. Oh, shoot, I forgot. It's no big deal. I'll get it tomorrow. Rather than lingering in the disappointment. And and lingering, again, sounds like, looks like, something like, yeah, I could see how that was really... Frustrating for you. So let's just make this clear because I'm trying to figure out which person you're saying should linger in this example. Linger the one that has hurt the other. So the one that comes in late yes. and wants to just yes. minimize it yeah. can say, oh, 
you're right. I can see how that impacted you. And even I I don't even know about the idea or the words of you're right. It's not so much right or wrong. Okay. I think it's more of, yeah, shoot. I hear you. I can hear you. I hear you. I get it. I could say that was frustrating for you. Um, I know that's important to you. That's all it takes. Without trying to explain your intent or what happened or got behind a train or. <laughs> or the but you know like one one couple was saying the other day well school started and there were three buses in front of me well uh, i mean there's always a good reason and so instead to... of saying that <laughs> so it's just more of an acknowledgement like a like a moment it, it is it, it's no more than 12 to 15 seconds honestly it really is just that and and maybe many of you are listening saying really that that yeah because the moment that we feel heard understood with the moment the other lingers and moves toward, it's soothing. We crave and long to be understood, and we crave and long for empathy, and that's all that it is in those 12 seconds. And it's not about who's right, who's mm-hmm. wrong. No, which is for many of us, and you and I, we can get into battles, even a war around right, wrong, good, bad, justified or not. And so our invitation for those of you listening is, can we move toward the other's pain and discomfort? But it's difficult if we can't do anything about it. And sometimes is what we try to do about it is we minimize it. Or we say it's no big deal. Or we say, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not talking to you anymore. And therein lies for, for so many couples, which I think it'd be helpful to talk about stonewalling, but that's exactly what stonewalling is. A checkout, a dismissal. I'm out. No, not talking about this anymore. And so that's painful for the one that has been hurt. It's painful for the one that is lonely. It's painful for the one that's been dismissed, ignored, minimized. Mm-hmm. And it and it could very well be sort of a right response, right? The, the person could have done something wrong. Sure. They could be late. They could yeah. have not picked up what they're supposed to pick yeah. up. Or they could have... I mean, these are everyday examples, ...wronged right? you in yeah. some way. And so it's not about figuring that out. It's more about, like, what we're hoping to do here is build resilience, right? Okay, resilience. So let's say, what do we mean by resilience? I think resilience is staying present, being able to develop the muscle memory and capacity to be able to stay present and move toward, which is what lingering is. It's hard to do. And resilience is in the midst of something difficult. It's staying present. It's the rubber band that that snaps, but snaps back. That's what resilience is. And, And our invitation, again, hope you can hear this as invitation, is that it? It is. It is one of those moments that we are together in, not just one of us. But oh yeah, this is one of those moments. I want to work hard, or I want to stay present, but I, I'm not sure what to do. I feel like, and I think acknowledging the helplessness can be very helpful. I can't do anything about it, and that's hard for me. And and even saying that, like, oh, even saying I, that, I just got yeah. home a half an hour late, and I I am flustered because I know what it's going to cause you to feel, and I might say. I feel overwhelmed and helpless because I'm late and I know it's going to impact you. Mm-hmm. And even just saying that um, without like trying to explain yourself, yeah. but just saying this yeah. is how I feel can really begin to, I don't know, unpack mm-hmm. that moment where you're not trying to explain yourself. You're right. just saying I'm feeling helpless. Right. And, and again, like I can't go here and think about this without again, going back to the fact that we are, becoming more and more aware of our story and what our triggers yeah. are because I, it's just, it's not something that, Oh, I'm just going to jump and do this. But mm-hmm. as I begin to like, for me, mm-hmm. one of my main stories was being doing the right thing, being right. So like if I get 
<laughs> if I come home and I haven't done something or oh, whatever. Good. Yo, and this just happened. I mean, let's use this it story. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I mean, it was like last week, I think. <laughs> okay, last week. <laughs> um, you you great. you were coming Tell home. I was out, well. I was I was here. I was home. Uh, you you came home, and I was actually coming out the door while you came home. I was coming out to water the grass. You were you came home. We greeted. We said hello. Uh, I went out to set the sprinkler up. Do you remember this? And you didn't we talk about this we, last week? No, did we talk about this I think already? We did. No, we didn't. Did I we? Think we did. Oh no, I don't think we did. I'll have to look. Let's let's use it because it's actually a helpful story. I'm pretty sure we talked about. Okay. it. Okay. Well, I don't know if we did. We, I think we. I wrote about it. I think that's what there. It's anyway. Okay. Was, maybe you wrote about yeah, it. I, wrote, I think I wrote about it. Meaning, I'm we're writing. Uh, but okay. So go back to the story. He, I'm at home. Lisa comes up the driveway. I walk out. I'm setting this. I'm getting ready to set the sprinkler up. It's a hot day. You. We say hi. Give each other a hug. You go inside. And then I had this assumption. Again, you hear the word assumption. It's important because this is where some of the disconnect can occur in marriages when we have assumption. I had the assumption that I was going to set the sprinkler up, come back in, and connect with you. Say hi. Talk about you went to visit a friend, and so we're just going to check in for a little bit. Also well, the grandkids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I remember. Okay. And I, as I was walking in, I, I heard you. I heard Lisa actually on the phone. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're home and you're already calling somebody. Now again, this is not to say that's right or wrong. It's more of like I'm I'm like really I had this expectation, hope, assumption. Lisa's on the phone. She's talking to her friend and while I was on, cooking dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on one hand, it's beautiful, meaning you you got to have a conversation with your friend. Now I'm bothered. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. Uh, and again, some of you listening, like, what's the big deal? Your wife's talking to a friend. Well, again, I, underneath that, underneath there was that, hurt. There was hurt. I'm bothered. I'm I'm a little ticked. I'm feeling second rate. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I've yeah. on a, you know lots of things, but the primary one is that I'm disappointed that I didn't get a chance to connect with you before you're talking to a friend. So uh, I go into my office. I'm doing some emails. I'm but I'm ticked, uh, and I'm sitting at my desk and I send I send Lisa a text and it says something like, "Why did you call a friend when you came home? I knew you were on the phone. I knew you'd see the text," and. After I sent it, I take I found some dishes somewhere. I don't know where they were, but I walk back to the kitchen. I drop them on the counter, make a really loud noise, and make sure you notice. And then I think you 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 hung up. I got the message. Minutes, you got the message. But I after I dropped the dishes, I ran outside and I start watering the garden. And you come up and you find me and you you say what's up? What's the matter? And I said well, you called a friend and I think you your first response was something like well she called me. I'm like, oh, jeez. Okay, here we go. Like, okay, now I hope I hope those of you listening can relate to some part of this dynamic because it's exactly what we're talking about. We want to now say, now what? Now what? What does lingering look like in that moment? What does moving toward? Because like what you just said, you felt like you got in trouble, that uh -huh. you did something wrong. Uh, and it wasn't my energy, my emotional energy, it was not to communicate you did something wrong. It was actually communicating, I feel disappointed, I'm hurt, I'm bothered. And, and it only took maybe 30 seconds before you actually moved toward with a different response. In the past, it might have been three hours for us. Mm -hmm. Can we move toward 30 seconds? Maybe three minutes. The idea that over time, when we're aware of how powerful Lisa's next response was, was all she said was something like, shoot, I could see how it was frustrating for you. I'm sorry I wasn't available. Can we go out back and pick some blackberries. Now, 
that's about as good as it gets. Meaning that's all that we need in moments where we crave the other to linger, to move toward, to be present. Because what happened for me was, it doesn't mean it takes the pain away fully or the disappointment fully, but now I don't feel alone in it. I feel understood. There's a sense of validation. And that that's what lingering provides, is it does provide that. Oh yeah, I could say that bothered you. Oh yeah, shoot. Sorry, I called a friend. I think that's at, at a... She called me. <laughs> <laughs> but she did call you, but I, I think where we have been stuck, but also where the movement has occurred for us is that we, sometimes our initial line of defense is defense. Mm-hmm. Our initial response is one of defense. Mm-hmm. Like, really? You're lonely again? Really? You're waking up bothered again? Mm-hmm. Now that's not helpful. Yeah. And, and lingering can even mean not really saying much. Right. Right. And it's... It, it isn't saying much. I think that's the key. Like, that is actually the hope. It's not a lot of words. And it's maybe 10 to 15 seconds, like we said. It's roughly 12 seconds. If you have had a timer, that's all it was. And and you might say, I'm not so sure. I had one client say the other day, um, something like, I'm skeptical. Like, I don't, I don't know if I buy it. I don't know if that's actually what she needs. And and I want to In say... In regards to lingering. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say it is. Because the one that has been lingered with will, it will say it yeah. is enough. Right. It doesn't always feel like when it's on your end, but when you're receiving it, yeah. it's like a grace. It is. Well, it's, it's, it's just a, like a little tender space. It's comfort. Uh, it's soothing. It's being under, again, hope you can hear that the craving is understanding. The craving is empathy. And it's these simple moments that happen, and we're not even aware that that's what we need sometimes. We are aware of what we don't need. And that is a defensive response, a minimizing response. Mm, are you kidding me? And that's where, for many of us, that's where the battle begins. Yeah, I so, think I, I think I named it even when I said, yeah. "Well, she called me," and and then I said, "That was defensive. That was my wanting to f- defend against yeah. doing the right thing." And right. and and I see how that's not helpful here. And yeah, know, it was really I, helpful. It, it wasn't like, a beautiful line that I had. I'm sure I stumbled through it because it's still really hard. It's to awkward, do. and we want to say it's awkward. it's awkward for all of us. It's awkward. It's like speaking or communicating in a foreign language sometimes it's not natural it doesn't make sense sometimes it doesn't feel it doesn't right with feel, your emotions but man maybe? if we can be aware of the impact of the other when we linger that's actually what helps us stay present and i think our invitation as we pause and end this podcast is first of all to be aware of what it is that you or i we need in moments uh, where we feel hurt disappointed frustrated angry etc lonely uh and then we're also being able to develop language, words, phrases, helping understand. Oh, yeah, shoot, I could see that was hard for you. Uh, and then third, to be aware of the impact of lingering and to put words to what it's like when your partner or spouse lingers. Like help him or her be aware of it. Help them be aware of the, the power of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're listening to these on your own. Sometimes you're listening to these as a couple. But, hey, I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about lingering and the power of lingering and the way in which we can linger in the discomfort. And one of those ways is to move toward, and this is what it sounds like. I think, you know, giving an example, like in the last 24 hours or 48 hours. So it is a, it's a ongoing conversation, but can you hear also that it is about muscle memory? And I think the more that we're aware of it and the more that we practice it, we're able to develop a response that is actually kind, Mm -hmm. that is actually soothing in those moments. Can I say one more thing? I think that it does develop a pattern so once we begin to do it, it can be something that we sort of know we're going to be able to do it mm-hmm. again because it's it's like any other pattern in our relationship. 
we get used to it. Like we sort of know that when something happens, that that one or the other is going to return to it a little bit, and there and that gains momentum. And I think that's where the resilience comes. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>